A few years back, prior to being sworn as a law enforcement officer, I worked as a security guard at a hospital. Sounds cool, and it was, except for the fact that it was 9pm to 7am. I worked alone, and the hospital I guarded was abandoned. A year prior, the hospital built a brand new facility and replaced their five-story tall 1900s building. When the employees and patients left, they left everything in place. It looked like the people just disappeared in a hurry. Partially full coffee mugs, uniforms hanging on coat racks, wheelchairs in the hall, everything as it was with a good coating of dust. I was always a third shift kind of person. I don't get night jitters or scare easily, but this place can do it to the best of them. Every night I would walk, or ride in a wheelchair, all throughout the halls that were supposed to be empty and unused. Every night I would end up closing the doors and then relock them. I would walk one floor, move up to the next, and continue on. I got a little shaky when an hour after already walking in a hallway, I would have to turn off the same lights and close the same doors again in the building. Or when I would be walking down a hall, and then I would hear footsteps on the floor above me, doors opening and closing, elevators moving from floor to floor, phones ringing, and nurse call lights going on. There were only three times where I got the, I hate this shit, kind of feeling. The first time was when I was checking the offices on the fourth floor. There was a light on in a locked hallway. No surprise. This hallway hadn't been renovated since the place was built, short of electricity so everything there was from the 1920s. I unlocked the door, flipped the lights, walk out, relock the door, and turn to leave. And behind me, I hear the flip of a light switch. Through the frosted glass, I see the lights went right back on. I left the hallway alone that night. The second time was when I was riding an elevator between floors. I was taking the elevator to the top floor, when at about number four and number five floors, I then hear laughing and muffled talking, and it kept getting louder as it got higher. The elevator makes it to number five, door swing open, and absolute silence. Of course, every light was on in the floor, even in the patient rooms. I checked high and low, and there was not a single living and breathing person in that place except for me. Third and worst of all was just an average night. I'm on the lower level locking a door in a corridor. The door had a glass middle, but on the back side, it was covered by a white tape. The room it led to was dark, and the hallway a few feet behind me was partially lit, so the glass acted like a perfect mirror. Everything normal. Key in, lock clicks, turning the key. When behind me, I see the full outline of a person walk past me in the hallway. Clear as day, just a full shadow of a person walked past me. I froze only for about a second and then ran into the hall after the supposed person. No one. Just silence. Yeah, it was an awesome gig, but after about a year, it felt like I should have been an exorcist with all this stuff happening. The other guards that worked on the opposite to mine had the same stuff happen, except they always saw nuns walking into the rooms just outside of an old rectory slash chapel on the third floor. Better nuns than something else, I guess. 
but it's still pretty damn creepy if you ask me. Let's begin while it's still very fresh in my mind. I haven't slept since I got off work at 5am. It's now almost 11 in the morning. I'm an overnight security guard for three homing buildings in my town, and in the passing years I've been working, it's gotten a little bit better with my help. However, this morning is a morning that I won't soon forget. So amongst these buildings, I have a timetable to keep if I'm not dealing with something in another building for my rounds. There is a new tenant who will call T in one of the buildings. I have a bit of a habit of getting to know and perhaps make friends with all the tenants I see every night. T on the exception was whom I didn't care for the interactions, not with me nor his neighbors. No, I figured he had some problems still present, as I've heard him muttering stuff about demons or shadows or something of that sort. But as I was making my way to the building to walk, I noticed two officers already outside, so I thought it was just another routine welfare check. But I let them inside, and the tenant I've called T was in the hallway, pacing back and forth with something hidden under his arm. I don't know what he was on, or what happened to trigger this violence out of him, but I used my fob to get into the hallway, where he's holding up this knife, and since I was the first through, I was his main target. He said something along the lines of, Stop following me! You're not real! As he then charged at me, slashing the palm of my hand pretty good, and it was a couple of layers deep. The two officers immediately reacted, as I felt one pulling me back, and the other one using her taser on him, in which T starts to stab himself and cut his own arms, now bleeding all over the floor. He's running back to his room, and all I could hear was radios echoing, now calling for backup and first responders, and T's defining screams from inside his room. In about three minutes, the building was now surrounded with police and medics. While I was rushed out of the building, I saw police going in with non-lethal rubber rounds and bean bags. I just sat in the back of the ambulance being patched up, and I heard over the radio, We have a possible overdose, from dispatch, and I saw another crash cart go in, but also see them grabbing tarps. Not a good sign in that profession. I left to go get stitches in my hand, and finally clock out, and I knew he was dead, because I saw that the coroner was there when I was leaving work. So T, wherever you are now, I hope the demons quit following you and that you're now at peace. And to the officers there protecting me when I went down, thank you. And to those fast-acting EMTs and first responders, God bless you for what you do. In my late 20s, I got hired as an overnight security guard at a defunct beef plant, a slaughterhouse that had been shut down just the year before. There were always two security guards on duty. There was a lot of equipment, vehicles, and supplies left that made it a metal scrapper's dream, so all day and night the guards would make the rounds to keep an eye on things. One goes west around the property, and the other goes east. Then we would switch. We would occasionally meet up near or at the back gate to chat for a few minutes, relay pertinent information, and have a quick cigarette. 
a lot of things would happen that couldn't be readily explained, like rocks being thrown from empty catwalks and in the cattle pens, bangs, taps, and scraping sounds from the buildings that we'd already checked and cleared and made sure were locked. We usually just blame it on old metal contouring with temperature changes, but one night scared the hell out of me, as well as the other guard on duty. I had just started my shift around 11 p.m. I radioed the other guard who was already on a round to let him know that I was headed out down the east side. He confirmed his location to be on the west side of the plant. Now, a full walk of the perimeter of the plant, including stops to check log doors, open areas, outbuildings and such, takes about an hour and a half. So, I know that it'll be at least 30 minutes until we pass each other near the back gate. As I'm walking the east side, I have a clear view to the back gate. I stop to check the locks on the doors as I passed. I'm about 10 minutes to the back gate, and I can see the other guard standing there, his back to me, smoking a cigarette. I thought, damn, he's really booking it tonight. So I check one more door before heading to meet him, but when I turned around, there was no one there. I was a little butthurt that he hadn't waited for me. It was just kind of a routine, so I radioed him and I asked if he was alright or if I'd pissed him off or something and why he didn't wait for me at the gate. There was just silence for a few seconds before he then comes back with, What are you talking about? I'm in the cattle pens. I won't be making it to the gate for like another 15 minutes. He apparently had stopped to chat with a police officer who worked in the west staging lot right in front of the cattle pens to do some computer work. No, no, I saw him at the back gate. I saw his guard hat, signature jacket and slacks, cigarette in hand. I saw him standing looking out at the back gate. I look over to the cattle pens just to make sure he wasn't screwing with me. Being the only female guard at that location, it wasn't unheard of for the guys to razz me or play pranks on me from time to time. He's on the radio, asking me what the hell's going on. I see him pop up as he climbs up one of the cattle fences to check my location. He flashes his light. He's right in the middle of the pens, a good ten minutes away from the gate if he were to run it at full speed, which was impossible due to tough terrain. I had seen him at the gate, then looked away for maybe a minute and a half. No way he could get that far that quick. So I radioed him again that there's someone on the property inside the fence. We go into long down mode, hurriedly but thoroughly checking every inch of the property for the next two hours. We find no one. All gates are locked. All doors are secure. We were both very shaken and unnerved. You really hear things out there, feel things, maybe see a fleeting shadow around the plant, but this was the first time anyone had ever seen a full solid figure. Or at least, it was the first time anyone had admitted to it. In the Lancaster building in downtown Calgary, I encountered three different spirits while working as a security officer. One seemed to be a child, not threatening, just very curious, and I encountered it almost every time I was in the building. Another I encountered a few times, and it seemed like a prankster. It enjoyed scaring me. Things like moving chairs and trash cans. 
The third one I encountered only once, thankfully. He was very angry, and he seemed to be a lot more powerful than the other two. I felt him as soon as I walked into the floor, and after I did sense him, I have yet to step back into the building in close to nine years. My experiences in the Lancaster building were varied, and interesting to say the least. These all occurred during the early 2000s, as I worked security for the entire complex in downtown Calgary. As I stated above, I encountered at least three different spirits during my time there. The first was what I felt was a little girl. She was never anything more than just curious. She seemed to follow me behind every time I was in the building doing my rounds each night. She was always there, except the one time when I encountered the angry spirit. The second spirit I think I encountered was a prankster. He liked picking up trash cans and then dropping them to scare the crap out of me. He also moved chairs and rustled papers on desks and the like. I had maybe six to eight dealings with this guy, none evil or terrifying. The little girl didn't appear to have any issues of this spirit either. This spirit only even seemed to show up on the fifth and eighth floors. He might have been to other places, but I never realized it. The third spirit I only ever encountered once, and for that, I'm thankful. It was on the eighth floor one night, and as I stepped out of the service elevator at the rear of the building, the entire floor was cold, and something felt angry, sinister. As I walked down the hallway rattling the doorknobs and making sure the bathrooms were clear and the lights were off, the angry feeling kept getting more pronounced. As I got to the corner of the hallway in front of the elevators, I slowed down, and for some reason, I put my arm out in front of me. I walked forward, and a terrible cold came over my hand. When I walked forward, the cold went up my arm slowly, until about my elbow, and then my fingers started to warm up. I continued to walk forward as I was almost done with my rounds of the building for the night. Then when my radio got into the cold area, I felt it. It crackled and said something, but I couldn't make it out. It was at this point that I turned around and ran for the stairs. I bounded down the stairs as fast as I could and ran out into the street, and I've yet to step foot back in the building, day or night. The Lancaster building has a few strange things happening in it. Things from the lights flickering or turning on and off at random, then to an elevator that no matter how many people have looked at it and tried to repair it, it still opens on the first floor, then goes to the second floor, then to the third, then back to the first all night long, even though it's been locked out and shouldn't be able to be moved at all. The building is over a century old, so maybe it's the wiring causing the lights to behaving strangely like that. The elevators are old as well, but as I said, from what I was told, many elevator mechanics have tried to fix it, but it still goes up and down stopping on those three floors and opening its doors before it moves off to the next. It's seriously creepy as hell. This happened back in 2019 during my junior year of college. I attended a small university in South Central Michigan, which was also in a very small town. Since my freshman year, 
I had worked as a security officer for the school while taking classes. The school was small enough that they could only afford two full-time security officers, and the rest of the team was hired students. There was also a small police department right across from campus, but they only had two or three officers that didn't work 24-7. So from 8pm to 8am, student workers covered security for the school. The job mostly consisted of just driving around in our security vehicle and writing tickets for people parked in the wrong lots, as well as locking all the buildings once night classes had ended, and checking to make sure the dorm emergency doors were secure. It was not a very exciting job, but it paid well. So at the time of this story, I had been with the department for almost three years, and the most exciting thing to happen was writing tickets, which I hated doing by the way. Now, there was one part of this job that almost everyone hated doing more than I hated writing tickets, and that was the 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. church check. For some context, the school I attended was a religious college, hence its small size. So, being a religious university, it was partnered with a large church that was pretty much right on campus. And when I say large, this church was huge. It also served as a school for a while, so there were a lot of classrooms and meeting rooms. So part of the job as security officer was to go into the church between 12 and 2 a.m. and make sure the alarms were set and that all exterior doors were shut and locked. The entire walkthrough took roughly about 10 to 15 minutes, but it was a terrifying 10 to 15 minutes. Parts of the church were near 150 years old, and then the bulk of the church was much newer. There were many dark and creepy rooms, and the whole thing just screamed horror movie. I had done the check numerous times, and I had really gotten used to the creepiness of the whole thing. But as the manly man I am, I would sometimes bring my girlfriend with me. Now, I wasn't supposed to bring anyone with me on these checks who was not also part of the security team, but it was 2am on a Friday night, so I figured it was fine and no one would find out. Plus, she really liked walking through the creepy empty church with me. So I picked her up from her dorm in the security vehicle and drove her over to the church. We parked right in front and I unlocked the main door and we went inside. Now, right before we entered the church, I noticed a brown slash golden Buick sitting next to the church. This was not entirely odd because the church lot was sometimes used by commuter students. I thought it was odd that a commuter was still parked there at 2am on a Friday night though, but I figured they were hanging out with friends late on campus, and as I said, I hated writing tickets, so I just let it go and we went inside. The way that the church walkthrough works is that all the exterior doors and alarms can be checked if you're taking the right turns. So I would start with the hallway on the right when you immediately walked in and proceeded to check all the exterior doors. My girlfriend and I made our way through the dark and creepy hallways and offices, checking doors and making sure the alarms were set. The church staff was pretty good at locking up, and rarely did I ever find an exterior door left unlocked. And as per usual, we came down to the last set of doors, and all was good. Now all that was left was to walk through the main chapel and to the adjacent hallway, and then back to the front lobby and out the doors. The chapel was massive. It sat maybe 300 to 400 people, 
with a second story balcony where the sound booth and other tech equipment storage was. Immediately as my girlfriend and I stepped into the chapel, I noticed on the second story balcony there was an equipment room with a light on. The door to the room seemed like a door that you would see in a school with a small rectangular window, but as I looked at the door with the light coming from it, I noticed the shadowy shape of a person standing in the room. I shined my flashlight up to the door, and the person immediately moved to the side, and the light went off. I told my girlfriend to hold still as I held my light pointed at the door. A few seconds went by, and a bald man, maybe in his 40s to 50s, stepped back into the window. I couldn't tell if he was looking at me, but he then opened the door, slammed it shut, and quickly walked across the balcony behind the tech booth where there's a doorway that leads to an upper lobby type area, as well as to the staircases that led down to the main lobby. Now, this was not entirely weird, as I've been checking the church before, and I've seen the sound techs working there late. But never has one of them acted like this, and I would usually recognize most of the sound workers who would be there that late. I then gave my keys to the security vehicle to my girlfriend, and I told her to lock herself inside of it, and I would be out shortly. I followed her to the lobby, and I watched her get into the car and lock it. I sat and listened for anything. Although I knew that there was likely some explanation for all this, it was still just a bit weird. Honestly, at the time, I was more worried about someone saying I had brought my girlfriend in the church with me than anything else. So I slowly made my way up to the closest set of stairs to the upper level. The stairs led to an upper lobby area, and straight across was another set of stairs that led down to another entrance. As I slowly made my way up, listening for anything that I could, I simply said, Hello? Campus safety. Just trying to make myself known, and maybe clear the air if I had simply spooked a late night worker, but I heard nothing back. I peeked around the corner to the balcony, and there was no one to be seen. I turned back around, and standing there was the bald man. Now standing only 10 feet away from me, I realized that this dude was at least 6 foot 6 and very, very skinny. He looked very decrepit, and he had no emotion at all on his face. I for one nearly shit myself because I didn't hear him at all, but I was able to laughingly say, Oh, sorry sir, I didn't see you there, but he didn't say anything back in return. He just stood there with no expression. It was then that I realized that this guy was not a sound tech working late. I took a step back, trying to get a gauge of what this dude was going to do. Keep in mind that I'm not armed in any way. As a student worker, we're not allowed to carry any weapons outside of pepper spray, which I of course didn't have. Now, I was a 21-year-old male and well-built, so I didn't feel too physically afraid of this guy. But the moment was just so bizarre that my immediate reaction was just to get some distance between me and the man. As I stemmed back, he didn't approach me, but he almost started swaying forward and backward and what I can only describe as moaning. It was like his mouth was sewn shut. I was at a loss for words and just shocked. I then very slowly stepped sort of towards and around him when he bolted, like a creature out of a horror movie. This lanky ass old man took off away from me, 
and I heard his footsteps pounding down the stairs to the back entrance. Now, I liked being a security officer, but I didn't get paid enough to chase this guy, let alone search for him in a maze of a church if he chose to hide in there. Now shitting myself, I ran down the stairs across from where he had gone and out the door to my car where my girlfriend was waiting at. She saw how freaked out I looked, and she asked if everything was okay. Before I could even begin to form a sound to explain what happened, that gold-colored Buick went tearing through the parking lot and then out onto the main road. To this day, I have no idea who that guy was or what the hell he was doing in the church that late at night. I know some people might think that it was a ghost or whatever, but most ghosts don't have a getaway car. I wrote up an incident report to my boss, and he was pissed that I didn't write down the license plate of the car when I first seen it. But again, I really hate writing tickets, so it didn't cross my mind. I also omitted the part of my report where my girlfriend was with me, because that probably would have cost me my job. Anyway, maybe it's not the scariest story compared to most, but looking back, it was by far one of the creepiest encounters of my life.